Welcome back to DQB Does Draft Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we just drive around the old fucking weird bitch, and we don't look through the pitchfork-shaped holes, and we don't help the old man look for his fucking senile wife in the swamp, and um, we knock out the part of the door closest to the lock, not the furthest away. Uh... (laughs) All right, we've hit all my complaints in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> With me, I'm your host, Shane. With me is my co-host, Russell. What up? So many titties. <laughs> oh, my God. If you were looking for a movie to watch where there's tits in it, look no further. We are starting our... August of A24 or A20 August is for A I don't know. We're watching A24 movies until like, further notice. I like August is for A24. Sure. We can use it again when September, September is, is for, for A24, A24 and October, October is for A24, A24 November is for I've seen A24. a lot of <laughs> a lot of people talking about new A24 movies coming out that look interesting. <laughs> Uh, a lot of bigger named actors doing a 24 stuff than were before. Uh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, we watched this week. We watched X from 2022. I just have one more thing before you Uh, go too far. So like, this is going to be like, when football became the national pastime, right? <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> the baseball strike. Yeah. A24 <laughs> will be the only studio. A24 Marvel movies. Let's fucking go. Uh, <laughs> I just killed Russell. <laughs> Dude, they'd be so good. Uh, they'd be different. Uh, so we're talking about X. Came out in 2022. It was rated R, hour and 45 minutes. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> so a group of people want to make a porn. <laughs> and uh, it's the 70s, right? And uh, yeah, 1979. Uh, they go and they rent. A bungalow from an old couple uh, mm-hmm. who don't seem very nice. Mm-hmm. The old man doesn't seem very nice. He tells him to leave him alone and uh, don't talk to his wife. And then they make they start making their porn. And it shows them making their porn. So there's your tits. Yep. Uh a couple of decent pairs of them. Um, <laughs> and then uh, night falls and shit goes south. Okay. Uh, yep. Um, old Wednesday decides that she wants to get in on the action. Mm. And uh, her <laughs> so director weird. boyfriend is like, uh, no, you shouldn't do that. And they have an yeah. argument about it. And um, what's the fucking Wayne? Yeah. Is that the. Yeah. Martin Henderson plays Wayne. Uh, 
Wayne takes the director outside and he's like, look, man, <laughs> you can't control chicks and you can't just like put your foot down like this. This is not how you're going to keep her around. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so they have that conversation and he's like, okay, I'll shoot my girlfriend doing porn. That is not what I signed <laughs> up for, but <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, he has a mental breakdown about it in the shower. Dude, that uh, scene was, that was rough. Yeah. And so he's like, you know what? Fuck all these people. I'm going to steal their van and drive away. Uh, there's another scene earlier where Mia Goth goes into the house and has lemonade with the old lady and the old lady's creepy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, it actually starts with the scene of the crime. Like everyone's dead laying around, but you don't can't tell who's who. Yeah. There's just like a bunch of fucking bodies everywhere. Yeah. And the sheriff shows up and he's like, what the fuck? And they go down in the basement and they find something else. And they're like, what the fuck? Uh, and then it goes back to the events that happened, uh, which I like that as a framing thing. Uh, it's, you know, kill bill does it really well. Yeah, um, for sure. Some other like horror movies do it pretty well. Uh, it's a cool thing. And I, I always had this idea when I was younger, uh, that it would be cool to make a movie that was called Saturday the 14th, but I think there actually already is one. Oh, really? Yeah. It was just about like people finding all the shit that happened on Friday the 13th yeah, and like that would be cool dealing with it. But I think it was a comedy. I don't know. I'd have to look it up anyway. Um, but uh, so they, they make the porn and then the director, what's his name? Uh, RJ. Yeah, RJ. RJ freaks out. And he's like, I'm going to take the van and he goes to drive the van away. And there's a, the, the wife is standing in the road in the driveway. And he's like, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> and, you know, like you're in a weird place in the seventies at night in Texas. And, you know, don't fear the reapers playing on the radio. You don't get out and talk to the creepy bitch. You just drive around her. Yeah. You just drive around her and get the fuck out of there. Um, but he doesn't. So he goes to help her get out of the fucking way and maybe get back to the house. And she's like, don't you want to fuck me? <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? And then she stabs him in the fucking neck. Cause she's crazy. Dude, the sound though. Yeah. Like, or the lack thereof, like, it's just, like, I imagine that that's probably the, like, it sounded like she was stabbing him. Like, yeah. That's what I imagine it sounds like when you stab someone in real life. Should have asked Christopher Lee. Um, <laughs> I fucking love that thing. That, that fucking clip. He's like, oh, no, you don't, you don't, like, make that sound and scream and do all this weird stuff when you get stabbed in the back. <laughs> like, how the fuck would you know? I stabbed some people in the back <laughs> during World <laughs> War II. <laughs> like, oh, what? <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, 
Uh, so she basically like cuts this dude's head off with a fucking paring knife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she shuts the van off and takes the keys and goes back in the house. And then uh, shit just continues to go downhill. Uh, the uh, wife kind of disappears. Uh, Wednesday asks Wayne to help him help her find RJ. They're looking around. Wayne goes into the barn. Uh, Wednesday gets caught like w- walking around by the husband Howard, and he's like, "What are you doing? What you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I got another flashlight in the house. Come on." <laughs> and he's like, "There's a flashlight in the basement. Just go down there. It's on my. It's on my uh, workbench." So she goes down there and she finds the flashlight. She starts coming back upstairs and the door closes and it locks. And she's like, what the fuck? She can't get out. So then she's looking around in the basement and she finds a dude tied up. uh, That's dead. Hanging from the ceiling with his pants around his ankles. Uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So if you're, you were looking for uh, at least a week old dead cock. You got some of that in this movie too. Yep. Um, I got like a silhouette of. No, well, I'm not the there bowl. yet. Oh yeah, not there yet. Not there yet. Um. So Wayne's looking around in the in the barn for RJ, and he's getting pissed off, and he hears something towards the back of the barn, so he starts walking back there, and he steps on a nail. Yeah, dumbass. He's literally walking around barefoot in briefs in a farm. No, no, hell no. Yeah, that sound design on that nail too was good. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, So then he's limping and he hears something in the back and he goes back there and he looks through these three holes in succession like he's fucking Goldilocks. Like, this, this hole doesn't show anything. What about the next one? Oh, I I can't see anything out of this hole either. And it's too small or too big or too hot or whatever. (laughs) And he looks through the last one. Then he gets stuck in the fucking eyes and face with pitchfork because he's a dumbass. Yeah. Eye stuff. Ew. And then the old lady pulls that out and pops his eyes out and he falls down. She comes into the, into the barn and double taps him with the fucking pitchfork. Make sure he's dead. Yeah. (laughs) And then she fucking <laughs> shovels some fucking uh, cow shit and hay on top of him uh, and really poorly hides his body. Yeah. And she moves on. So then Howard's looking for her because she's old and confused and uh, he goes up and uh, uh, what's the What's the black dude's name? Jackson? Yeah, Jackson. Was that Kid? That was Kid Cuddy? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so Kid Cuddy wakes up and he's like, what the fuck? Because he's a Marine. He did two tours in Vietnam. Yeah. He's always ready. And he just got done fucking three bitches, so he's still <laughs> wired. Uh, and, uh, So he comes to the door and the old man's like walking around with a flashlight and he talks to the old man and he's butt naked 
Butt Naked, Buck Naked. Buck Naked is the original one. Butt Naked is the slang version that came along later. They mean the same thing. Yeah. They're both officially recognized by dictionaries. Yeah. So don't fucking at me. Your butt's out for both. Or do at me. Because we need the engagement. Do at me. Email us. DraftyQ at gmail.com. Which one's right? Which one do you use? Butt naked or buck naked? Anyway. It's most pathetic as for... do at you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's awful. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. We are so funny. Dave's not here. He's not helping. Dave. Dave, save us. Uh, how's that? How's that fucking uh, stabbing westward song go? Like the only stabbing westward song? They had more songs. Oh, but not not the no the one the oh, one okay. song. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah. Anyways. Uh. Anyway, Jesus Christ, I'm so fucking all over the place right now. Uh. So this is where you see the silhouette of Kid Cudi's giant dick. And I asked everyone, I was like, did you guys think they gave him a prosthetic? Or is that actually his hog? <laughs> Email us, draftyq <laughs> at gmail.com if you think that's actually his hog. Could he sword fight Willem Dafoe and come out on top? We don't know. We don't know. Uh... <laughs> But he's like, all right, old man, I'll help you find your wife. Let me put on some britches. (laughs) Skivvies. Skivvies, whatever. (laughs) He's smart. He puts boots on with his boxers and he comes out and then he gets real dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because he's hanging out with this old man who has a shotgun and says it's for the gators. And uh, they're looking for his wife along the waters and he sees a sunken beetle vw beetle he's like oh that's not that weird i'll just keep walking around looking for this old lady should have been weirder yeah should have been like ah that's fucked up i don't trust anything now (laughs) (sighs) they didn't know they were in a horror movie so they thought they were in a porn. Yep. Oh, fuck, dude. This is the movie. Yeah. They thought they were in the porn, but they were actually in a horror movie. Uh, so. <laughs> no, nah, dude, this is how horror movies start out. Yeah, but this is also how porn starts. <laughs> <laughs> but if it what if it starts and actually is porn, but then becomes a horror movie? We just wrote X again. Uh, so. <laughs> So Dude, the, uh, the writer scene that's Detroit Rock City, isn't it? That's not that quote's from. It? It's in a bunch of stuff now, but yeah, yeah. I think that I think it was originally from Detroit okay. Rock City. And they were just like, Yeah, let's write that movie. Yeah. What, the porn? No. The horror movie? Sort of. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Both. Uh so uh he gets tricked by the, I put my flashlight on the ledge. <laughs> uh, but for some reason, the old man doesn't use that to shoot him in the back. He like waits for him to come back. And then he says a snappy line and shoots him in the chest. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, like, this dude was not paying attention to all of the red flags <laughs> waving violently in his face. Um, so, you know, what was his name again? Jackson. Yeah. Kid Cuddy dies. Uh, then it's just, uh, it's just Mia Goth, uh, who plays both Maxine and the old lady, Pearl. Uh, it's Mia Goth and Jenna Ortega. The only ones left. Oh, wait, no, I didn't do, uh, uh, Brittany Snow. Bobby Lynn. Uh, Bobby Lynn's a dumb bitch, too. She goes looking for, uh, Jackson. And after Pearl shows up and gets into bed with Maxine and is like fondling her with her bloody hands. And then Maxine wakes up and flips the fuck out because there's a creepy ass old lady in bed with her touching her. Totally sound reason to wake up screaming. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I just scream too. Oh yeah. Just like that. Yeah. I, I I I can do a pretty high scream. Probably would have kept my eyes closed till I finished. Oh God. <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, it's dusty. Um. So it smells like Ben Gay in here. Ooh, can you use Ben Gay's lube? That'd be like uh, real tingly. No, you can't. So tingly. Does that make you like nut immediately or do you go numb and then you're like, "Ah, it doesn't work anymore. (laughs) And then you don't have any visual stimulation either because you're fucking an old lady and you're just like, (laughs) we can move on (laughs) pushing, (laughs) pushing the mintiest rope. Uh, (laughs) It's like the five gum of sex. (laughs) Uh, if you find like a fucking old and melted pack of five gum that's been in your car for like two years. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's both like super dry and all droopy. Uh, anyway, probably has the consistency of the old lady's labia. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 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 Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Do you ever say something and then go, oh yeah, we just recorded that? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh anyway. So they all flip out. Maxine like is running around like what the fuck? She puts some clothes on. And then, uh, uh, oh, what the fuck? Don't fuck with me. Uh, Mia, yeah, so Mia Goth put some clothes on. Jenna Ortega's in the basement. Brittany Snow, like, is looking for Jackson. And she goes out to the water, and she finds the old lady standing by the, uh, on the dock, at the end of the dock. And she's like, what the fuck? So she goes out there and she's like, Hey, and she tries to help her. And she like tells her that she thought about being a nurse. She helped her mom out when she was getting old and all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. And the old lady is just like, fuck you, bitch. 
I don't need a fucking nurse. I don't need a fucking nurse, you whore. And uh, Brittany So's like, what the fuck? All right, fuck you too, bitch. Get out of my way. At which point she pushes uh, Brittany Snow into the water and the big gator that we saw earlier uh, just immediately clamps onto her head and fucking death rolls. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good death. Ouch. Ouchie. She dead as fuck. Her head is no longer connected. Nope. Um, Poor Brittany Snow. So then uh, Howard finds her and starts walking towards the house. Uh, so Maxine runs into the house, at which point she runs into Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega is like, Stupid, like the dumbest fucking panicked person I've ever seen in a horror movie. Sort of makes sense. I'm not going to be mad about this. Yeah. But I'm like, not, I'm not mad about this. Death. She's also dumber than fuck. Yeah. Because Maxine's like, oh, my God, let me help you. And then she's like, fuck you, bitch. I hate you. You fucked my whole life up in my hand. And like, I've been trapped in this basement. And she's like. I didn't do that. Be quiet. They're coming. She's like, no, nah, fuck you. And runs out the door. She's like, all right, die then. And she immediately gets shot by a fucking shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Knocked that's what you get off her fucking feet. That's what you get for being a dumbass in a horror movie. Uh, so then Maxine is basically, you know, Standing there uh, in the house, and the couple comes in, and what what scares him? And he dies. I don't remember what scared him. What scares Howard? Because he's got a heart condition. Uh, was it just her coming around the corner? I don't remember. Something scares her, scares him. Oh, I admit, I, I totally skipped the part where they bone. Yeah, you forgot that part. Because they come, they come into the house, and she's like hiding under the bed, and they like fuck, and she like gets out from underneath, uh, the bed, and then, yeah, how does that go? She like hides in the house. Hides upstairs under the bed. They fuck. And then... So you get to see old people fuck. Yeah. And then... uh, She's downstairs and they like... I thought they were coming in from outside at the end. I don't remember. He gets scared by something. They fuck in the cabin they shoot the oh yeah they 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 yeah they fuck in the cabin so then she goes to the house finds jenna and lets her go and then she gets shot and then they come inside oh they're trying to move the body and she like twitches or something and it scares him oh yeah yeah because she's like not dead not all the way dead yeah and she like she gurgles and makes a weird noise and startles him startles him and he has a heart attack and dies yeah so that's pretty great uh Pearl is freaking out. Maxine walks up and she's got the pistol from the, from earlier that has nothing in it because she doesn't know that. Uh, but they foreshadow that at the beginning of the movie. Um, cause the old man 
like doesn't remember that he rented the shit to the rented the bungalow to them. So Wayne walks up to the door, knocks, and he like points the shotgun at him. Yeah, and he has to explain that he he rented the cabin or the rented the bungalow from from Howard, and Howard's like, oh yeah. He's like, hey man, that's kind of scary pointing a shotgun at somebody. And he's like, oh, it's not loaded. Howard lies. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, it's not loaded anyway. Just waving it around usually works. And Wayne says, I got one like that in the glove box. Yeah. He did not lie. He nope. actually has a Pearl Grip nickel revolver that doesn't have anything in it. Wayne, he's a dumbass. actually an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Just, okay. PSA, guys. It's PSA time. If you're going to go to the trouble of carrying a gun, it needs to be loaded. Because if yes. you get to the point where you need to pull the gun, the chances are astronomically higher that you are at the point where you need to pull the trigger and something needs to come out and kill someone. Yes. Okay? So do not carry an unloaded gun to flash at people for any reason. Yeah. You're better off not carrying. Not carrying a gun. If you think that's a good idea, just don't fucking carry a gun. You shouldn't have a gun. Yeah. Okay. It's if, not for intimidation. Nope. It's for self-defense. For self-defense. If you pull a gun, you better be ready to use it. Yep. Especially in a situation like this. Because Mia Goth has that fucking gun. Well, Maxine has that fucking gun. <laughs> Mia Goth has two guns. Because Mia Goth is standing in two places. Because <laughs> she plays Pearl <laughs> and she plays she plays Maxine. Yeah. So Maxine has the unloaded Pearl handled nickel revolver, and Pearl has the double barrel shotgun that miraculously has four rounds in it. I count. <laughs> Nobody ever reloads. Uh so Maxine draws down, pulls the trigger at Pearl. Nothing happens because it's empty because Wayne's a bitch. <laughs> and Pearl's like, fuck you, bitch. I weigh 85 pounds and I got this double barrel 12 gauge and I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to shoot at you. <laughs> and Maxine, being young and lithe, ducks. Yeah. Uh, because she was ready for the situation. And Pearl, being 80 pounds and old and shooting a double barrel 12 gauge, probably both barrels at the same time, because we reloaded at some point, uh, goes flying into the <laughs> driveway. <laughs> she was not prepared for the kick of, of a double barrel 12 gauge. She was not. I also, I I do think the old man reloaded. Because when you see when you see Jenna after they cut to looking outside again and they're still outside and, and Maxine's like looking around the corner, mm -hmm. he has the barrels flipped down. I thought he just had it like hanging in his under his arm. Maybe. I, I don't know. know. I thought I thought it looked maybe like he, he had the barrels flipped down. Maybe. But maybe. Maybe, maybe not. I don't recall Whatever. well enough it's to like say hundred percent. One time and like there's adequate time for a reload so i'm not like yeah that's just a comment um so she blows herself out of the of the house doesn't kill maxine maxine walks out there pearl's like i broke my hip 
Help me. Which was foreshadowed earlier in in the yep. movie. Yep. And she's like, fuck you, bitch, and goes and gets in the van, starts it up, and backs over her head, and it pops like a fucking watermelon. Like an overripe watermelon with 10,000 rubber bands around it. Yeah. Fuck I thought she was bitch. just going to drive off. No. Then she put that bitch in reverse, and I was like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. And then she uh, snorts some cocaine and drives away. Yep. And uh, that's basically the end of the movie. Well, then we cut back to we the... We cut back. There's a, there is a very important piece here. They cut back. They cut back. They cut back. And the whole time that the sheriffs are there, and ever since Jenna Ortega has been in the basement, there has been this televangelist program playing on the TV at, like, full maximum volume. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically, like, this guy preaching and talking about uh, sinners and taking your kids away. Yeah, and, and, like, sex being bad. Sex and- being bad and everything. Uh, and we find out that, and Pearl does say to Maxine, I think twice, I know who you are. Yeah. And I know what you are. Yeah. And I know what you are. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the very end of the movie is the, the sheriffs are like walking out and they're like, I don't know what the fuck happened here. It's a goddamn bloodbath. And, uh, the televangelist reveals a picture of his daughter that was taken away by these sinners and ruined by sex and drugs and everything. And it's Maxine. Yeah. Um, and then the sheriffs find that some deputies find the, the, the uh, camera that has the film of the porn on it. And they ask the sheriff, what do you think's on here? And he's like, Oh, some goddamn horrible horror movie. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. Cut to the rating, which wasn't actually the rating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I did like the I did like that final uh, cut to that, and just says X. Yeah, like it's like a rating thing. Yeah, it looks rating like screen. the rating screen. Yeah, so that was the movie. Uh, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, it's good movie. Simple plot. Um, played out pretty well. The acting was decent. Some of it was, uh, um, I think like the, uh, directing was good. The cinematography. Yeah. Looked good. There wasn't a ton of gore, but what there was was fine. Yeah. Um, the fake jizz was realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> oh God! Like what? <laughs> um, there are some. There's some odd editing choices, which I think were partially artistic and partially like '70s cinema based. Yeah, uh, which were interesting because there's a a, a transition that they do multiple times where they go back and forth between the previous scene and the next scene. Yeah. Uh, which is phase them over. Well, it doesn't, it like, it's like, we're going to hard cut and show the next scene, hard cut back to the last scene, hard cut forward to the next scene, hard cut back, hard cut forward. And they like do that a couple times. Yeah. It's like blink, 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 blink forward. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know what that's from. It's just kind of weird. 
Um, I didn't hate it, but I also was like, I don't know if this is supposed to be a thing that was done. Yeah. Or if it's a thing that you're doing because you think it looks cool or I think it's ex exploitation error stuff. Mm. I don't know, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it's wild having Mia Goth play both of these characters, uh, but not really like, like the fact that the characters are supposed to be kind of like the same person at different points in their life, yeah. but they're not actually the same person, but they're yeah. like very similar people. Yeah. Right. Uh, is interesting. I don't know that it was necessary to have them played by the same person, but it is interesting. Yeah. I, so, so I have a couple thoughts about that. Um, so the movies, so X and Pearl come out six months, came out six months apart in the same year. So they had to have been filmed pretty close together. Um, I like that. Mia Goth plays both roles, especially if she's playing old you know, Pearl. She's she's playing old Pearl, and, and then in Pearl, she's Pearl, Pearl in the prequel, uh, basically. Yeah, the prequel, which we'll watch next week. Um, so I like that, and then there's the whole undertone. I think the real decision, the real reason it was de- made, that decision was made, was because of like the undertone of like the Pearl is like basically becomes obsessed with Mia Goth and like she's young, she's beautiful. Like she reminds her of her and kind of also like the horror movie trope of like the sex being evil. Yeah. And like she's evil, but also like a sex fiend. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the, as creepy and as fucking weird as the scene is where she crawls in bed with her, like it really set, the tone for like this strange relationship that Pearl has towards Maxine's character. Yeah, right. And so I, th- I think that that's, I think that's actually the more interesting aspect of the movie. Um, cause it's kind of a slasher, but I feel like it's cheating as often as the gun gets used. Yeah. So like the, it's not, it's not like a traditional slasher because traditionally like there's more like it's a horror movie for longer. Right. Yeah. Like this movie doesn't really become that until like 40 minutes in or something. Yeah. Like the first death is pretty late. Yeah. Um, which I think is why they did possibly why they did the, the sheriff bookends. Um, I mean they tied the televangelist thing into it, but like the the sheriff intro uh part of the bookend like definitely like tells you where this movie is going long before it gets there yeah which you helps know? i think which helped let the movie build the tension yeah cuz like without that so so we've talked numerous times about bookends and how to use them and if they were used well and stuff like that. And I do mm-hmm. think this movie did use the yeah, bookends very I, well. I think it works fantastically in this movie. Um, so like, I think you're right with the, it, it sets the tone. So it allows the tension to build slowly in that first part of the movie. Yeah. Till we, till we get to the horror aspect of it. Sure. Yeah. And like, 
I think without the like sex obsession of Pearl and like her seeing that in Maxine, like the same character type and like basically being like you or me. Yeah. Um, this is without that, this is like an okay to mediocre, uh, like sexploitation slasher. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I agree. But with that, it like definitely bumps it up a few notches to like a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a good movie, not just a good horror movie. Yeah. It elevates the whole thing and allows for more, uh, like sometimes, sometimes you, depending on the story, sometimes you do want to empathize with the killer. Sometimes you don't. And I yeah. think that and I don't this think was I, a, I don't think you sympathize necessarily, but you like get the motivation. Yeah. 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 Like you understand like her. And I also like that. It's not, it's not just like, Oh, these old people are fucking crazy. Yeah. And they're old and senile. They're going to kill people. It's basically like, that she is like sex nuts and yeah, he's can't. an enabler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she can't have it and he doesn't give it to her cuz he's worried about his heart. Yeah. He's yeah, so he figured out a way for her to do stuff by kidnapping and killing people and like raping them. Yeah. Which I I thought there was going to be a scene where the old man like held Jackson at gunpoint and made and made him fuck made Pearl. Him fuck Pearl. Yeah. And like I feel like it was a missed opportunity, but I but I also don't know if it would have played out as well as the movie like so capitalized. There was on like other this stuff. weird, like little like he didn't there was this like underlying racism. Yeah. Like he didn't want her to get fucked by Jackson. Yeah. But it was like very underlaying instead of how like if Tarantino <laughs> made this movie, <laughs> the old man would have said the N word like five times yeah. to Jackson. Uh, and I thought he was going to, but he didn't. Um, because it's like you know seventy nine. The dudes, the dude was in World War One and World War Two. Yeah, like there's a very obvious reason he doesn't want him with his wife, and like he like basically is like acting super jealous towards him like because he knows what's going on and because like he sees the fucking hog on him and like like all this shit and like right before he kills him he's like says that you know I I see how you're looking at my wife or whatever yeah you coming around here enticing my wife yeah he's like what and so like it's there but it's like way more subtle than I thought it would be. Yeah. And I, I think the subtlety too, like adds to the movie. Yeah. Like, the like subtlety it's not of over it, like would Cause I f- also feel like if it was an actual like seventies or eighties sexploitation slasher, then it would have been overt. It would not have been subtle at all. Yeah. In that, like the racism part. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. I like this movie. The more we talk about it, the more I like it. I think I don't think it's an amazing movie, but 
No, I think I think for what it is, it does a really good job. It it does reach beyond its grasp a little bit. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it is a sexploitation slasher, but the things that were like inside of like kind of like embedded in it to make it a better movie, like elevate it beyond what that would normally be. Yeah, it has it has some fucking depth to it. Like yeah. it's not just like this guy's going to walk around and, and kill all these people. Because, like, I feel like also some if it was an older movie, either, like, there would be no motivation for the killers or there would be an over-explanation of their backstory. Yeah. Because, like, you get just enough, right? Because, like, the, the, you know, Pearl latching on to Maxine and the, and Howard, like, being jealous, but also wanting to provide and being this enabler and that kind of stuff isn't like slammed over your head. Yeah. It's kind of like subtle, like them being like her being like a sex fiend and like wanting to fuck everything is not subtle, but like the way that it plays out is more subtle than I think a lot of other writers and directors would have made it. Yeah. Which I think makes it a better movie. Yes. Because it explains everything just enough for you to be like, okay, this is what's happening. Yeah. Without being like, here's a 10 minute monologue about, or a dialogue about their backstory and why everything is the way it is. And, you know, all the people they've killed over the years. And we're going to just explain all this shit like that. They don't do that. Yeah. And I think, I think that makes it better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think it's very interesting. Um, the let's talk about the deaths, okay? Because you know it's a horror movie is yeah. in part a slasher. Um, I liked some of the deaths. I didn't like some of the deaths. Yeah. Uh, the pitchfork. Let's talk about the pitchfork to the eyes. I don't like eye stuff. Yep. But taking out the unbiasedness. Cause like, I mean, even if it's good eye stuff, like, okay, I'll deal with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It might be a little squeamish during it, but I'll respect it. Um, pitchfork through the random three holes guy randomly deciding to look through it. It's a blame. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like it. It I think that's the worst death. Yeah. That's the worst one. Um, Uh, Brittany Snow, I think, had probably the best death. Yeah. Like, the fucking alligator. Like, because the woman was standing there for a while, so, like, I can... I can. So, it's foreshadowed with Mia Goth earlier in the pond. Yeah, and she goes swimming, and, like, the gator, like, basically chases her all the way to the pier without her noticing. Yeah. That's super great. I loved that. That yeah. was so much tension, because I was, like... I was even pretty sure. I was like, I'm pretty sure she doesn't die because there's a movie coming out called Maxine. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but there's a lot of tension in that and I felt it. Yep. Um, so I liked, I liked that scene a lot. So then bringing it back, but bringing it back for Brittany Snow's character, I thought was good. Yeah. Um, and her like pushing her in and like, I, 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 I liked that death scene a lot. Um, Jackson's death scene. Eh. I think that's like the next worst one after Wayne. Yeah. Because like Wayne's was lame. Jackson's it's like Jackson was just dumb. Yeah. 
And he shouldn't have been. And he shouldn't have been. We were led to believe that he wasn't dumb. Yeah. And then he was dumb. Yeah. And, and then also gets, the killer cheated. Yeah. He also just gets fucking blown away by a shotgun. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, so Wayne's is the worst. Jackson's is the second worst. Uh, I think I'd probably put Brittany and Ginny Ortega's like tied. Yeah. Cause I think, I think RJ had the best death, even though it was kind of dumb that he was like doing what he was doing. Yeah. But it's also kind of believable cause he's like the first one. Yeah. It's also the most slasher movie yeah. death. And it was the one that, like, was the most fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, would say, I would say I think that his is the best. Yeah. And then I would put Ginny Ortega and Brittany Snow's tied, but way above Jackson and Wayne's. Yeah. And then, like, Howard and Pearls are somewhere in that big open space. Yeah. Because Howard's is, like, funny, kind of. Yeah. Because he just, like, gets scared and has a fucking heart attack. Yeah. And then Pearl's is good, but it's not as good as RJ's, I think. Yeah. I don't I don't think so either. Um, but they're also not bad. No. Like, neither of those are bad. Whereas, like, I, I just feel like Wayne, Wayne's is lazy. Well, Jackson's is lazy too. Jackson, Jackson and Wayne's are both lazy and lame. Yeah. So they're at the bottom, but I mean, two out of two out of six ain't bad. No. Six, right? Yeah. Seven. Seven. RJ. Yeah. Two out of seven. Five. Five decent to good deaths and two lame ones. Yep. That's still probably better than most movies. Yeah, that's probably best better than most slashers. <clears throat> but yeah. Uh do we want to go down to the corner? Yeah, I think that covers most of everything I want to talk about. All right, let's go on down to the corner. The the blood filled corner with uh Shane's trivia corner. Sh -sh -sh Shane's trivia corner. Because Dave isn't here. Fucking bastard. Uh, the day after X, uh, X's South by Southwest premiere, writer-director Ty West revealed that during a mandatory two-week COVID-19 quarantine in his New Zealand hotel before production could begin on this film, he wrote the prequel Pearl. A24 saw the script and greenlit the movie before, even before the production on X had wrapped. He asked star Mia Goth if she wished to remain in New Zealand and film Pearl, and she readily accepted the prequel released later in 2022. Nice. Neat. Yeah. Ooh, neat. Ooh, neat. Uh, the title of the film refers, refers to the X rating used by the MPAA from 1968 to 1990, which indicated that a film was only suitable for an audience age 16 or older. That idea behind the rating was that unlike... The, other certificates X would not be trademarked and would allow filmmakers to release their film in theaters without needing to submit it to the MPAA for age verification or an age certificate. 
certificate. Uh, notable films that were originally released with an X rating include A Clockwork Orange, 1971, Fritz the Cat, 1972, Last <laughs> Tango in Paris, 1972, Midnight Cowboy, 1969, and Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song, 1971. Okay, two. I was like, there's only one of those I haven't seen, and then there was two. Yeah. Uh, in the 1970s, the porn industry would end up exploiting the X ratings lack of trademark by releasing pornos in theaters with the same rating. Eventually X became more associated with porn and more and more theaters started refusing to show films with an X rating, forcing non-pornographic films to be censored to receive an R rating. In 1990, the MPAA, uh, discontinued the X rating and replaced it with NC 17. Unlike X, NC 17 was trademarked and could not be self-applied but it still meant that most theaters would not show films with the rating resulting in censorship once again. Good job, porn. Fucking it up for the rest of us. There's an adult film called The Farmer's Daughters from 1976, which is infamous because it starred future acclaimed mainstream writer and actor Spalding Gray. Huh. That's neat. Yeah. These are all crazy. Uh, the name of the gas station and mini mart at the beginning of the film is a direct reference to Ty West's movie, The Innkeepers, 2011, which was set at the Yankee Peddler Inn. That's also neat. And I think I've seen that. Uh, in an interview, Brittany Snow talked about filming the nude scenes. I think there was a lot of confidence in terms of our characters and a part of the nudity came from that confidence that our characters exuded. It almost felt necessary because not only were we filming a porn, but our characters would have been so comfortable with that. Snow said the film was an exercise in me feeling confident about my body. And I was pretty proud of myself. I mean, she should be, she's super hot. Yeah. I want to say that's her. This is her first nude scene. I mean, that, looked extremely comfortable doing them. Yeah. They both did. Her and Mia Goth. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) When filming the scene of her iconic scream in the basement, Jenna Ortega was hungover after doing a bar crawl the night before with castmate Kid Cudi. Oh, because it was filmed in New Zealand. I was like, she wasn't old enough to drink. (laughs) Yeah. But New Zealand. (laughs) Yeah. How old was she when they did this? Uh, 19. Mm. I was like, I think, I don't know how old she is. She's not doing a nude scene. She was just in her bra and they suggested that they were going to fuck. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm sure she wasn't. I mean, I'm assuming she wasn't ready. To do a scene, whatever. like a full-on scene like that. They don't, you know, don't have to do nude scenes. That's fine. All right, we're going to do a couple spoiler ones, and then we'll get out of the corner. All right. Uh, the man found in the basement is also seen in Missing Persons ad on the milk carton when Jackson takes a sip. Nice. That's nice. That is neat. That's a That's a good continuity right there. Uh, several of the characters' deaths are foreshadowed in various ways. Ooh, I like this. 
When Bobby Lynn exits the strip club at the beginning of the film, a large mural depicting a blonde woman with an alligator pulling off her bikini is seen on the building. Oh, shit. Foreshadowing Bobby Lynn's death by an alligator attack. Fantastic. Love it. Wayne, in conversation with RJ, tells him that people's eyes are going to pop out of their skulls when they see the adult (laughs) film they have made. Wayne later dies by having the prongs of pitchfork impaled through his eye sockets. Woo, this is fantastic. That's great. That almost makes his death better. Jackson mentions several times that he was threatened by farmers with guns while serving in Vietnam. He is ultimately Mm. killed by Howard with a shotgun. Yep. Oh, man. The van runs over the entrails of a dead cow early on. Pearl meets her end when Maxine backs backs a truck over her body, crushing her head. In addition, when Howard and Jackson go looking for Pearl, Howard mentions his worry that Pearl will fall and break her hip. When Pearl fires the shotgun at Maxine, the recoil causes her to fly through the air and break her hip upon landing. Yep. All fantastic. All right. One more. This is the last one. This is a good one. Good. Uh, I'm going to do two more. The last one's like a little fuck up. So this one is a good one. Lorraine references Psycho during a conversation with the group. Later, Jackson discovers a partially submerged car in the pond, similar to Marion Crane's car being dumped into the lake by Norman Bates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, and then a little fuck up. The film is set in 1979 and makes reference to missing persons ads on milk cartons. However, the first usage of milk cartons for missing persons was not until 1984. Oh, whoops. All right. Let's rate this. Let's rate it. I'm going to give it an eight. I think it's a super solid movie. Um, but I mean, it's still, it's nothing like crazy amazing. Uh, and I think like the kills could have been better. It could have been better at the, at the slasher part. Uh, I like the foreshadowing that we just discussed in the, in the trivia. Um, but you can still do that with other stuff. Yeah. Um, like I think killing like two of the 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 two dudes that should have been like the better kills because they're the actual like real threats to the uh big bad the big bads in the movie should have been better than they were they were the most lame deaths yeah so like, I'm not saying, like, they should have had some kind of spectacular fight or something. Just make it more creative. So, I, I'm i going to give it an 8. Um, mostly, but, like, the idea of the movie is fantastic. The writing is mostly great. It's just not... It's it's starting from a lower tier because it's not, an, like, a like mind-blowing movie. And then... You know, it's getting a little bit of degradation because it just wasn't creative enough in some of the the meat of the movie. So I'm giving it an eight. Russell? That's pretty solid. Um, My only real problems are with like Jackson and Wayne's deaths. Uh, 
than that. Like I thought the movie was pretty good for what it was and what it was trying to do. Um, so, I mean, ultimately I'm going to give it like an 8.75 cause it's not quite a nine. Sure. But it's pretty good. It's one of the more enjoyable. Cause I'm also like usually not like a super big fan of slashers specifically. And I thought there was a supernatural aspect to this movie. But mm. there is not. No. Um, but I was still okay with it. Um, but I thought the pacing was good. I thought the acting was mostly good. Uh, there's like a few spots that could have been better. Um, but not really like so egregious that I wanted to deduct stuff for it. Um, I thought the effects were pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed most of the kills. Um, Overall, like I really liked this movie. Uh so eight point seven five. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode where we talked about X and we gave it an eight and an eight point seven five. We are going to continue August was August is for A twenty four with Pearl next week. Uh, are we going to have Clayton on next week? Do you know yet? I do believe we are having Clayton back next week. All right. Don't hold us to it, but he might be here. All right. Thank you for listening. Find us on all your social media, searching drafty quarters productions or DQP, uh, like comment, subscribe, hit the bell, five star rate it, whatever you can do. Follow us and interact with us. Watch it 17 times if it's a video. Share it with your friends and loved ones. Maybe not your mom. Because we're probably saying something dirty. Unless she knows what's up. Okay. <laughs> you can also find us on Patreon by searching Drafty Quarters Productions. We're going to be putting up our backlog. And you can get that all for $1 a month. That $1 a month will save us from being destitute. Maybe. If enough of you give us a dollar a month. Uh, we're also going to be putting our Amazon wish list in the show notes. Feel free to tell me that everything is too expensive by emailing us draftyq at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful time. Goodbye. We don't need Hollywood. These type of pictures turn regular folks into stars. We're going to do it all ourselves. Mm-hmm.